Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Hall of Fame show. And I'm Kirk Buckner, along with my co-host, Evan Nolan. Uh, collectively, we run NotInHallOfFame.com, the fictitious athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious rock and roll Hall of Fame. And our baby is uh, is about to turn one, <laughs> I, I guess. Yes. I'm not sure how that works. Is it three or is it one or is it just being born? I'm not, I'm confused. Well, I mean, it was, it was, because it, Maybe it is being born. I don't know. Uh, someone will have to explain to me Hall of Fame gestation periods. That's not my strength. <laughs> I, I just talk about it all day. But now when we're making it more anthropomorphic, did I say that right? I usually don't. I mean, sure. Sure. There you go. Um, it's This week, we are announcing on a live show uh, this Wednesday, uh, who is going to be comprising that first class of the United States Athletics Hall of Fame. We're really excited about that. Uh, we're happy about the results. We think all of you have done a fantastic job. Remember, this is mm -hmm. all done, voted by all of you. So mm -hmm. by the people, for the people. And while there are a few mild surprises, I think, for Evan and I, I don't think that we really saw anything that was that made us go, what the hell? There's only one name that, and it's in the it's in the contributor section. You, uh, you only mentioned one. earlier? Yeah, only one yeah. person. No, I didn't. There's only one person in the contributor section who actually finished number two overall, which mm -hmm. shocked me. Uh, not that I didn't expect him to get in at some point. I'm mm -hmm. just shocked that A, he got in the first class, and B, finished second overall. Yeah. Um, so, but other than that, like the 25 athletes you guys came up with are fantastic. Mm -hmm. The We had ties for fifth place for both coach and contributor. Um, so we are we've made the executive decision. And when I say we made the executive decision, it's currently 9.38 PM. We made this at 9.36 PM. Transparent uh, we are, aren't we? <laughs> we're in a pre-show meeting, guys. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, but we made that decision to just ha have them all, all six. So uh, you know, the names, the uh, people who are tied are incredibly worthy. Why try and put our, put our input into the will of the people. Um, particularly since on the contributor side, there's a big gap between that tie for fifth and then the next in seventh place. Mm -hmm. um, it was much closer on the coaches side, but on the contributor side, it was a pretty significant gap. Yeah. Um, so we're going to end up with 25 athletes, six coaches, and six contributors, uh, as opposed to the 25, five, and five we'd originally planned. But right. hey, no, there's there's nobody, the ones who tied for fifth are all worthy. It's not even, mm. I mean, we have 130 coaches. We're only taking the top six. That's still, still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, one of them was uh, we'll be talking about later, uh, who unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for all who participated and look for this to sort of grow in the future. And it, it's definitely a work in progress. I, I think I'm going to wear my, my USA hockey jersey because I think that's the most appropriate thing to wear because I'm not wearing a suit for this. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Should I just wear my uh, my U.S. soccer jacket? We could do it. Yeah, there you go. That, that'll work. I wore my U.S. soccer jacket. I mean, I did all those videos in a tie, so I should probably at least wear some sort of tie. Uh, but I, I will not wear the U.S. jacket over top of it. That's fine. Yes. I mean, that, there's a reason they call it the Canadian tuxedo. I don't actually have a jean jacket. Mm. I did, but didn't we all? Are you, are you really even Canadian? Do you even have a Robin Sparkles album? I do not have a Robin uh, Sparkles album, but I do have that. That was a deep cut from uh, 
from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yes. I, continue. I, I think a lot of people might actually get that. Uh, so we're going to start off with looking at three significant retirements. One is a Hall of Fame lock. One is one PED themselves from probably even getting off the off the first ballot. And one I don't think is even going to be in Hall of Fame consideration, but had a really nice career that I want to talk about. Uh, mm -hmm. We're opening up with, uh, finally, he's finally called it a career. And it was kind of getting mm -hmm. sad, uh, no disrespect, because his last two years were not very good. But let's look at celebrate when he was good. Uh, Joe Thornton, who uh, did a hell of a lot, uh, everything but win the Stanley Cup. Uh, yep. He was close. He did take the Sharks to a Stanley Cup final in 2016. Uh, Four-time All-Star, two times. Uh, what was it? One-time uh, first-team All-Star, twice the second-team All-Star, winner of the Art Ross and Hart in the year he got traded from Boston to San Jose. Don't even get me started on that one. I, I will not. Uh, but he, where he made history was becoming the first player to win the uh, Art Ross with by splitting his uh, service between two teams. Uh, Thornton was chasing that elusive cup. He tried to do that lot late with Toronto and then with Florida, two very good teams. But by that point, he just didn't have anything left, unfortunately. Uh, but now he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer in 2025 because that's when he's eligible because he didn't play last year. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so Thornton, first of all, that trade for Thornton, by the way, was Joe Thornton to San Jose for uh, Wayne Primo, Brad Stewart, and Marco Sturm. Uh, Sturm was a B-minus forward in the league, uh, and Brad Stewart and Wayne Primo also played in the league. Um, so the hockey players that existed, they were among them. They were among them. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, one of the worst trades in the history of the Bruins. Of course, the Bruins did win the Stanley Cup, uh before during that time period you know with a mere five years after that trade but mm -hmm. uh i just uh it, it was tough to take at the time number one pick overall in 1997 the year i graduated from high school born the same year as me uh actually the not only the last nhl player to ever play against wayne gretzky in the league uh yeah. but also, Ooh, that would make sense uh but also the last athlete who is active in North American sports leagues to play in the 1990s. So there's a list that was going for a while. The last football player was Adam Vinatieri. Uh, and then we had a few hockey players, including his former uh, San Jose teammate, uh, Mar Patrick Marlowe. Mm -hmm. um, and technically two of them are still playing because Yarmo Yager is never going to retire uh, and is playing over in the Czech Republic. And Bartolo Colon is still pitching in Venezuela, from what I understand. So those two are technically not retired. Colon was the last player from baseball playing from the 90s. Uh, but I would say the last one in the major sports leagues from the 1990s, uh, Joe Thornton, Jumbo Joe. So. Who's the last guy in basketball? Uh, Vince Carter. Well, of course, yeah. Where's yeah, I, I, I had, I used to, it's actually upstairs, I have a post-it note where I was crossing people off. As they went, Len Dawson was on that list. I, I went, got down when there were like 15 people left. Wait, Len um, Dawson? Not Len Dawson. No, the kicker, Dawson. Oh, uh, Phil. Is it a Phil? Phil Dawson. Wrong, yeah. wrong. I was going to say, like, cool. Like, not Len Dawson. I, I apologize. Good, like, shit. 
I could I could have sworn it was Elvis Gerback, but I guess not in the nineties. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry. I that was Phil Boss. I either haven't been drinking enough or not or not haven't been drinking enough. So, I haven't anyway. drank today, which is a, a record for today. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, know. Uh, I I think uh, Joe also too. He just grew up probably one of the best uh, hockey beards. Period. Oh yeah. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Fame. Player for Hall of Fame, uh, Facial uh, beard. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, congrats on wrapping up a wonderful career. Uh, I'm not going to hold it too much against him. I was thinking about that too. That too. Like, so how many people actually get to leave on their own terms? Like when they're when you're really good, even first ballot Hall of Famers, especially in football, doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Should we go uh, to the other hockey? Game? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, so this also happened today as we're recording. I think it was today. Uh, Paul Stastny, the son of uh, Peter Stastny, a Hockey Hall of Famer. Uh, I didn't realize uh, that Paul had already is, is over 800 career points, which is pretty good. Uh, he never really got going in terms of being like a main scorer, though, after year four. He had three 70-point seasons all, and they were in, what I think, year one, two, and four. So he never hmm. seemed to sort of like reach that next level. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be considered for the Hockey Hall of Fame, but pretty, pretty good career. Uh, maybe the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, possibly. He was on the silver medal team. Uh, I'd say, I'd say it's probably. It, it's, I mean, U.S. Hockey, 822 points is pretty high up on the U.S. list. Yeah, so, so I think that's a, a possibility. I don't think that the Abs, if I, Colorado Avalanche, I don't believe has a Hall of Fame yet. Uh, I don't know even if they would create one where he would sort of like because each hall of fame seems to have different parameters for that up uh for example like baltimore and boston and baseball they're not that hard relatively speaking to get into great uh yeah, whereas you, others you, you play you played baseball for the red sox for three or more seasons you're probably getting in yeah yeah so like that that's but that is something that i thought was certainly worth acknowledging really makes me feel old when I watched his dad play a lot when I was a kid because he was North mm. Korean, Sorry, that was my favorite team. And mm. holy crap, now his son, after a long career, is retired. I mean, I think the last time I felt this way was uh, Howie Long's kid when he retired. Mm. I, I was going to say Prince Fielder was one. That's another one, yeah. Well, especially, you know, watching a lot of Jays games too. So, mm. or or when all, all of my hockey cards are now uh, grizzled coaches and dead. And or dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was a thing. I, I know we haven't gotten there yet, but uh, after the Rangers won the World Series yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, one of the first people they interviewed was Mike Maddox, uh, who's a pitching coach for the Rangers on the field. It's Mike Maddox's oh, okay. his first World Series uh, at the age of sixty-two, and it's just like, oh my god, Mike Maddox is sixty-two. <laughs> I remember watching him pitch. I mean, the, not as famous clearly as his brother. But yeah. I remember watching him pitch like his entire career, mm -hmm. and he's in his sixties now. It's crazy, but anyway. Yeah, well, sticking with baseball, that was where actually another former Texas Ranger. Uh, he announced his retirement today. Uh, Nelson Cruz, four hundred sixty-four mm -hmm. home runs, over one thousand three hundred RBI, six-time All Star. So that's a pretty good resume, but it ain't happening because he was suspended for PEDs. It's He's going to be lucky to get off the ballot. One, he's very, very lucky if that happens. 
Yeah. Um, uh, who? I mean, plus Cabrera is on this ballot for with him. That's like it's also true. Uh, and and you know, Cruz. I'm, I'm not gonna say that he was juicing after he got caught, but usually players aren't this good. It's from the late 30s. But yeah. Um, but yeah, all MLB first team at in 2019 mm-hmm. as a how what what year was he born? Uh, born like a, yeah, would have been so he, age. he was 30, 39 years old. He was first team all major league baseball. Uh, yeah. second team as a second team as a 40 year old. That is that is a little dubious. Um, granted i mean i'm not saying for sure he did but eh, i i don't know it's i'm generally hesitant when somebody finally make really makes something of themselves in baseball at 28 think about that so 464 uh career home runs i don't think he there's got I, i don't know this for sure but imagine the chasm between what he what he belted in his thirties and what he belted in his twenties has got to be higher than almost anyone else over four hundred home runs. I don't know that for sure, but that's probably true. Interestingly, though, he also won uh, in twenty twenty one the Roberto Clemente. So, mm-hmm. and in twenty 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 won the Marvin Miller Man of the Year award. So it's interesting. Sort of had to end a career renaissance, maybe personally as well. So. Um, but yeah, uh, very, a very good career, obviously tainted by PEDs, probably mm-hmm. never getting in to career 274 hitter, just over 2000 hits, 464 homers, 1325 RBI, um, ALCS MVP back in 2011 when the Rangers were last in the world series. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to ever see him there. Uh, Rangers hall of famer, uh, possibly. And certainly, certainly Ranger hall of famer. Yeah. Uh, Seattle's got one too, uh, cause he had four pretty good years in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So like that's, uh, those are certainly possibilities for Cruz, certainly not a, a Jersey retirement or anything like that, but it'll be interesting to see what, what he does on that ballot. Uh, you're right. Uh, obviously Cabrera is taking one vote away or one vote for sure. If anyone's sort of like doing 10, uh, right. not much as, as a lock. Uh, there's a couple other big names that could be done too. So. We'll yeah. see. I mean, how much longer is Verlander pitching? He's still good. Uh, that, he's still good. I mean, yeah, but there are other people like that who have been around a while. We'll see. But uh, yeah, the great career, tainted by PEDs, made a bunch of money, enjoyed himself. He retired at 43. I mean, good for him, I guess. There you go. Uh, best of luck to all three of you in your post-playing career. Uh, make it a good one. Uh, I think because we didn't record last week, we didn't have that much to go through. So, And we've been focusing on our U.S. Hall. So we've got quite a few people who we've lost, uh, some really big names. And I'm just going to let you yeah. get through it. Yeah. Um, so, again, as usual, we start with the beige mistress. her our Hungarian uh, athlete friends uh, for those of you guys who are new or come in from you know our our hall here uh, I we noticed this back in I don't know, 2019 it's even pre-COVID doing it yeah 
Yeah, when I, when I was doing all this stuff, like, hey, there are a lot of Hungarians who are dying very strangely. Mm -hmm. uh, and so rather than that just being Father Time, we decided it was a world's lowest key serial killer. Uh, and this week uh, claimed Alona Karekis, an international uh, table tennis player from Hungary. She died at the age of 97. You say that's old age. I say it's nefarious. It's a big yeah. Yeah. Um, So runner-up in the uh, European Championship for table tennis in 1954. So there mm. you go. Uh, and also passed away Karoli Hausler. A uh, Hungarian water polo player from the 1980 Summer Olympics. Uh, so he was 71. They won a bronze in that competition. I would say just, I would say because the U.S. wasn't there, but the U.S. and water polo aren't you know, necessarily always the greatest. So what can I say? Um, but yeah, so he passed away at the age of 71. Uh, moving on to, I tend to do celebrities next. Um, we had some real big ones this last week. Let me start with some of the smaller ones. Uh, this is maybe just personally for me. I've watched every single episode of Murder, She Wrote there ever was, many of them multiple times. Uh, it was like a family tradition in my house. And the main writer of Murder, She Wrote, Peter S. Fisher, uh, passed away at the age of 88. So that's basically everybody who had anything major to do with the show now has uh, basically passed away. So, he was the writer, you said? He was the main writer, yeah, Peter S. Fisher. Mm. So he also wrote a whole bunch of Columbo uh, and Kojak episodes, as well as Beretta. So he just wrote TV mysteries. Okay. Um, also passing away, uh, Richard Roundtree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, passed away at the age of 81. Um, I mean, do you, I'll, I'll let you go. Do you have anything to say about that? I just like Shaft a lot. That sounded really wrong, but... Uh... <laughs> Shaft the movie, let's just be very... Actually, I'm going to be getting to someone who does like Shaft a lot later in my elevator down. Okay. That, that That's a different type of Shaft. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Thank you. I'm setting it up for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean, he was in... He was kind of the coolest dude from the 70s. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know you're older than I was, so my my uh... Superfly was a much better film. Okay, fine. Shaft goes to Africa. Actually, is pretty cool. But anyway, but yeah, Richard Roundtree had a, a very long career. Always was working. Always a working actor. Did very well. Always worked. And, and was uh, a, a uh, on an episode of Murder She Wrote. So there you go. Uh, hmm. But he passed away at the age of eighty-one. Uh, another Richard, larger than life. Richard passed away. Richard Mall. Bull from oh, Shannon, yeah, yeah. Shannon passed away at the age of eighty. That main Mike Night Court cast has been decimated over the last few years. I think we got John Larroquette and uh, and uh, the, female, the female bailiff. I can't think of her name. Marsha Warfield. Marsha Warfield. I think everyone else is gone now. Uh, yeah, Marky Post died too, didn't she? Marky Post died earlier this year. Uh, huh. I think I we're just down to two of them. Uh, Richard Mull, of course, uh, 80 years old, super duper tall, super duper funny. Um, also for people who, uh, who watch a lot of television, uh, very well known as the voice of, um, oh my God, it just went out of my head from the Batman. Uh, one of the voices of Batman, why can't I think of it? I don't know, I've never watched that. It was, uh, Two-Face, Harvey Dent. 
in uh, Batman the Animated Series. For any of you guys who ever watched uh, that, he's part of that core group. Most of those guys have passed away now, too. Um, but the core group now from uh, from Batman the Animated Series and then uh, the new Batman Adventures and all that other stuff. Uh, it's him, Mark Hamill, of course, uh, playing the Joker. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, just kind of like hilariously funny man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 80. And then, of course, the big one for uh, people of a certain age, uh, Matthew Perry mm-hmm. passed away at the age of 54. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that you didn't watch Friends. I, a lot of people. Yeah, um, I, I just I just don't think. I just don't think Friends is that good a TV show. And Wait, I know a lot which is fine, but uh, I think you just even for our purposes. Well, one thing I remember, obviously you wouldn't because you didn't watch that, but I remember in like season one, and I just had a flashback to that because apparently in the whole nine yards, uh, he, yeah, he worked he worked out so that uh, he can be wearing a shirt in a scene with Bruce Willis where he's got the Senators logo on. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Well, the Ottawa Senators. Oh, Ottawa Senators. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so we did that. And then I remember one scene in the first season of Friends where, I mean, like they're showing his character in, in the cubicle and he's got a Blue Jays hat there just sitting there, which again, some guy grew up in New York as his character did. There's not really a whole lot of reason that you'd be a Jays fan. I don't think there's a whole lot of homegrown Jays fans in New York City. But he probably just sort of like said, "Hey, can I put this there?" And they said, "Yeah, for sure. yeah, go ahead." So, you know, a great sports fan. Uh, he did say that hopefully that he wouldn't just be remembered for Friends. Sorry, that's pretty much your that's your main main role. But I mean, like he he turned his life around. I mean, I I think when a lot of people heard that he drowned, I know my first thought was, "Oh fuck, did he relapse?" That wasn't the case. Are we sure of that? Uh, from what the toxicology report is, yes. I believe okay. I had that. Uh, so like he had a, from what I was saying, he had a cardiac arrest and then just while well, he was in his spa is in his spa. And I guess he just Yeah. I get it. I mean, I, my wife was the one who told me she's like, Matt the Paradise. Like, oh wow. She's like, Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Uh and you get if you get to the point where you just use if you even having gone through recovery, the damage done to your body by addiction where geez even sometimes simple things your body's just become so weak i had the, mm-hmm. the captain of my high school soccer team was a heavy drug user uh and then stopped and got clean but then came down with pneumonia and yeah. died of a heart attack at the age of 32 uh just because his heart couldn't handle mm-hmm. after all the years of abuse um so and you could see it through like if even if you just want what i know you didn't but i think most people would agree with with what i'm saying here you look at him in season one and and i think it was either nine or 11 seasons like nine uh nobody aged close to how how badly he or quickly he aged compared to the rest Mm -hmm. of the cast and he was doing a lot of shit and it was you know it it did unfortunately likely catch up to him uh saying that he's all he's also still the guy who beat up justin trudeau when they were kids <laughs> fair enough i knew you'd like him for that um i love him for that but yeah i mean he it says here that he admitted to taking 55 vicodins a day at one point 
um, which is yeah. which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, Mr. Sunshine when that came out, which I just saw was 12 years ago, which is insane to me. Mm -hmm. um, it only lasted nine episodes. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised he's the first of the friends to go. But the fact that, that one of them has gone already is a little bit of a, a kick in the butt for our mortality. So, yeah, and actually I think the people who played his parents are still alive. Not surprising. Oh, uh, it was a uh, Kathleen Turner, Morgan Fairchild. Yep, they're both still there. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, fifty-four is too young. The, 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 well, not funny thing. Uh, and it's sort of an eerie sort of thing. We were are on on the other show that we do uh, with Andrea and Brad. Uh, Andrea picked uh, "I'll Be There for You" by the Rembrandts, and then four days later. Mm. So, but anyway. No one told you life was going to be this way. That's it. Just by the way, completely, completely aside, this mm -hmm. is actually Rob Paravonian pointing this out. Uh, that song was written to be the uh, to a sitcom, and then it became popular, and they had to write more lyrics to the song. Because the first line of the song is, no one told you life was going to be this way, and then later they say, your mother told you there'd be days like these. You completely forgot the first line of your own song. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, no one said that they, uh, well, okay, they just phoned it in. Screw it. Yeah. All right. Probably. They're going to make yeah. money the song that you didn't want to do in the first place. So you might as well just or give us two more, two more uh, stanzas. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So moving off of uh, celebrities, I guess the other folks that we would uh, have something to do with, uh, I will say probably one of the world's most famous skating coaches passed away she's not gonna be on any of our stuff but juta mueller best known as uh katarina witz uh skating coach among others uh, she was the head of basically german skating for a long period of time passed away at the age of 94 um there are a whole bunch of other folks but she was basically the she was german skating particularly east german skating but she was she was the person behind all of it so it was it being her uh her prize pupil so it was a bad week for middling middle relievers from the 70s and 80s, um, starting with Pete Ladd, uh, pitcher for the Astros, Brewers, and Mariners from 79 to 86. He passed away at the age of 67. Um, Rob Gardner, who pitched for the Mets, Cubs, Indians, Yankees, Athletics, Yankees again, Athletics, and Brewers from 65 to 73. He passed away at the age of 78. And uh, Tom Walker, who pitched for the Expos Tigers, Cardinals, Expos again, and Angels from 72 to 77, passed away at the age of 74. Uh, the biggest name we lost in baseball this week, without a doubt, was Frank Howard. Yeah. Uh, one of the last, like, remaining great sluggers, like slugger sluggers of the old days. Uh, mm -hmm. He passed away at the age of 87. 382 homers, 273 or 273 batting average. Player with the Dodgers, uh, Senators slash Texas Rangers on the team when they moved. Uh, Detroit Tigers and one season with the Telheo Club Lions in uh, Japan. To end oh, his career. okay. I missed that. Yeah. So, anything to say about Frank Howard? No, uh, no. Just I mean, I I, I agree with uh you know, your assessment of him, just like a towering figure. Yeah. Uh, but, he, but he also looked like the world's uh, tallest librarian. I agree with that. Yeah. 
but uh yeah a very feared hitter i uh, never won the mvp i know he i think if i remember correctly i think he finished in the top 10 like four or five times for that uh did the world like, he, he got stuck with those shitty senator teams but yeah. uh he did win a world series when he was with the dodgers which the second yeah 63 yeah. with the dodgers i forgot all about that when i was sort of like writing the quick book the the quick bit you know for the site i forgot completely that, yeah. that he was even on that team but 1960 rookie of the year two-time mm-hmm. al home run leader al uh al rbi reader, leader once remember the washington nationals ring of honor four-time all-star from 68 to 71 straight through never going to make the hall of fame but a very, very good player. Very good player. Very, very good player. I mean, home runs are, are, are always sexy. And so, like, he was if – if chances are if you were going to see a game in Washington, you were hoping you were going to see Frank hit one out. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he passed away at the age of 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the world of hockey, we have one expected and one terrible one we have to talk about. Um, actually, a long time, the first one I'm going to talk about, long time Bruin and resident of my hometown, uh, Ed Sanford, uh, passed away at the age of 95. He played for the Bruins, Blackhawks, and Red Wings from 46 to 56. Uh, died at the age of 95 in Winchester, Massachusetts. Um, but uh, but scored 251 points over those seasons. Uh, best known, like I said, with his work with the Bruins. Um, uh, and he he retroactively won the Conn Smythe Trophy uh, in 19, uh, uh, 1953 when they because they didn't come with the Conn Smythe until 65. Mm-hmm. So the Hawks News retroactively gave the Conn Smythe back in the day, uh, and he was given the 53. Con Smythe. So hmm. I didn't know that about Con Smythe. Yeah. He actually is also the guy who took over for Milt Schmidt as captain of the Bruins when Schmidt left. Yeah. Uh, um, I think uh, I've got him as one of the top 50 Bruins of all time. Yeah. Lower tier, okay. but yeah. Still, yeah. Uh, top 50 original six. You're pretty good. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good job. But yeah. And probably one of the, I mean, we have some fa- pretty famous people still living in my town. Cam, Cam Neely still lives there, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Sanford is well up there. The other one who passed away is been in subject of international debate. Uh, yeah. Adam Johnson passed away, played in uh, 13 games with the Penguins in between 2018 19 and 2019 2020. I was playing in Europe, um, when he was in a collision and the other the player for the other team skate came up in a very odd i man never I'm seen not like sure it. whether it was like if you look at it from one angle it seems accidental but weird looking from another angle it seems like there was a little more malice intended i can't tell because um, it's not the best footage that, that we can see it's uh from the english no. which i mean it's not it's a pretty lower tier league but the guy who did it, uh, Pargrave, I forget his first name, yeah. uh, was also the most penalized person in the league. By Wolves. yeah, Matt, Matt Petgrave. Oh, Petgrave, sorry. Uh, Jesus, uh, I don't know how you get your leg up like that. It doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, you're it trying to watch sense. that over and over, and like 
what are you trying to do? Like, uh, like I, you can't even tell if he was even hip-checked or not, but yeah. it doesn't, the laws of physics don't seem to sort of, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, either way, it's a, a massive tragedy. Like, uh, the first time you hear about that, uh, and I think a lot of us, I, I don't know if you were old enough to remember that when that happened to Clint Malarchuk. Malarchuk's the first name that comes to mind. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, okay. that was all of, I wasn't old enough to know when it happened, but I've seen okay. Clint Malarchuk right. stuff since yeah. then. And the thing is, too, the one with Clint looked way worse than what happened to Johnson. Because right after you see Johnson actually skate away, but just with everything sort of gushing, like Malarchuk was, if I remember right, was just sort of like down right away and just... Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah it's... Uh, I'm surprised this has never happened in Paris figure skating, actually. Oh, I know. I've thought about that before with all those spins, the crazy spins they're doing. Like, I can't believe no one's had their neck broken or gotten a skate to the throat. So or anything really. Yeah. But yeah, that that's you know really tragic. I I don't know if they did this everywhere, but I I went to the Jets game on Monday, and so like they did the the moment of silence room. I'm sure they did that across the league. Yeah, I know. I know that they did in a couple of places. I know the uh, the Penguins certainly did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, no, I have to say, but I hope that never happens again. I don't know how they fix it, but I hope it never happens again. So, oh, I no. mean, in the history of hockey, this is the first one I've ever heard of. Malarchuk, we have to go back what forty years at this point to get to Malarchuk. More than that, right? I think I don't think it's more than that, but either way, it's a long, long time ago. Long time. So we're finally in that place again, but this time somebody passed away. But it was a goalie, um, right? So you're more low to the ground, and sure. that can happen uh, when you're. He was standing upright when this happened. Yeah, that is. I, I don't even know what to say, other than. I I gotta wonder. I, I honestly yeah, do, do. And, and, and pretty much everyone sort of like has a not everyone but I mean I'm seeing a lot of similar opinions like you know from a lot more season talk like from talking to some of this you know some people played a lot more hockey right and they're I don't know it's ah just move on that's tragic yeah all things thanks so moving off of that sport um let's go to golf Mm -hmm. um golf hall of famer betsy rawls uh passed away at the age of 95 uh, she two won eight lpga major championships twice won the western open twice won the women's pga and four times the women's u.s women's open finished second in the title holders championship on three separate occasions without winning it um so as close as you can get to a uh career grand slam pretty much without hitting it um Led the LPGA in money in 52 and 59. Won the Vera Trophy, which I found out through my all of my videos, is the lowest scoring average uh, for women's golf in 59. The Patty Berger Award in 80. Bob Jones Award in 96. And the Commissioner's Award for the 50th anniversary of the PGA in 2000. Uh, but one of, the, one of the greats of women's golf, particularly the early years of women's golf, um, I expect we will see her as a nominee probably in our hall coming up in the next. I know there's just so many great people. We're probably talking five, six, seven years before we clear out enough of the top folks. Um, uh, but 
just you know a, a incredible person. Also, by the way, has a, got a degree in physics from the University of Austin, Texas at Austin. Yeah. Uh, before she became a a, a player, so um, but yeah, so passed away at the age of ninety five. Um, from football, lost a couple of folks. Uh, Sam Ball, a member of the Baltimore Colts, winning Super Bowl championship uh, in uh, Super Bowl five. He passed away at the age of uh, seventy nine. Um, and also passing away. Uh, uh, Ray Brown, this might be a name you remember a little bit more. Safety played for the Falcons and Saints. Um, bit, for, but not too like, not I don't remember that much. I'm, yeah, so 71 through 80, mm-hmm. um, uh, 38 career interceptions, two career touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 74. Um, from Let's do uh, let's do basketball next. Uh, we have three in basketball. Well, actually, we'll say basketball. We'll do let's do uh, let's, we'll do um, music next. Uh, Bill Rice, country music singer, uh, had six single singles between seventy one and seventy eight, including the top forty hit "Traveling Minstrel Man." I don't know that one very much, but he wrote songs for Johnny Paycheck, John, uh, Reba McIntyre, Lynn Anderson, Charlie Pride, Jerry Lee Lewis, among others. I uh, got nominated for two Grammy Awards. Uh, he passed away at the age of 84. Uh, also from country music, Mervyn Shiner passed away at the age of 102. Uh, best known for his honky-tonk style, and he had uh, the number one hit in 1949. And I feel like, do you remember the old uh, the Whose Line Is It Anyway, where they're trying to sell the like CDs with the music on whatever it is? Oh, I mean, like those old, uh, like, yeah, they're like, they're like they're, yeah. these are all songs of the trucker or whatever, yeah. and they're trying to sell it. This just seems like one of the ones they would have made up. Name yeah. of the song was Why Don't You Haul Off and Love Me? Went to, went to number one in 1949. Uh, he passed away at the age of 102. So I love that. I gotta, I gotta find that song. Yeah. Um, also passing away, uh, uh guitar player Angelo Bruschini. Uh, best known as he played with the numbers, the rim shots, the blue airplanes, but best known as a member of Massive Attack. Uh, mm-hmm. Played with them from like 97 through 2004 ish. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 62 from lung cancer. Uh, also, Stephen, uh, Steve Riley, uh, the drummer for Keel, Wasp, and the LA Guns, uh, passed away mm-hmm. at the age of 67. Um, LA Guns. I'm surprised any of them were even alive. Yeah, well, he, he was a later addition. So he started with uh, the LA Guns in in '88, uh, but he was playing through them through this year. They have a new album coming out in 2024 that he's the drummer on. Um, but yeah, he passed away, like I said, at the age of uh, of 67. I wonder how many members of Wasp were left too. Uh, he was on with them from '80 for three albums in '85, '86, and '87. So. Uh, and then I think the more most interesting one who passed away from this, Aaron Spears, passed away, drummer, passed away at 47. Another one of those session guys uh, played with Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, um, uh, Lady Gaga, Usher, Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, 
whole bunch of people like that. Um, he passed, he paid, turned 47 last week uh, and passed away. I don't see from what. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of like Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Britney Spears, all of them had huge, huge things to say about him. So, but uh, and Travis Barker too. Uh, he Barker did a whole bunch of stuff together as well, but he passed away at only the age of 47. Mm -mm. All right, everyone else I have is from basketball. We got uh, we got four of them. Uh, I would say the least well known of them probably was uh, Tasha Butts, the uh, WNBA player who played with the Minnesota Lynx uh, from 2004 to 2006. She was a member of those incredible uh, Pat Summit teams. She played there from 2000 to 2004, mm -hmm. uh, coached uh, George, was most recently coached at Georgetown, uh, but she had complications from breast cancer. She was diagnosed in November of 2021, passed away in 2023 at the age of only 41. So, um, also passing away, it's a name you might remember, Bingo Smith. I do. Uh, if I remember uh, right, wasn't he with the Cavs? Yeah, his number's retired by the Cavs, yeah. number seven. Uh, Third-team All-American in 1969, the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year at Tulsa in 1969. Uh, his number's actually retired by Tulsa. He was number 32. Had over 10,000 points in the league, averaged 12.6 points a game. Uh, 4.2 rebounds, two assists. Uh, but played with the San Diego Rockets and the ABA, and then the Cleveland Cavaliers, and finally the San Diego Clippers. Everyone forgets that they were there. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so he is uh, probably best known for his rainbow jumper. You know, the, think of think the prototype of how Dirk Nowitzki shot. Um, but he passed away at the age of 77. Played 865 games over 11 seasons. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so it's a, the one thing it did say here is that his jump shots were often taken from outside of the current three-point range, but only count as two points because they didn't yeah. have three. Yeah, it's hard to watch old, old basketball games. Like, it's so weird without that arc. But It is, but with that arc, you probably have, like, another, you know, you go for 12.6 points a game to, like, 15 points a game probably. Um yeah, but so Bingo Smith was uh, was seventy seven. It doesn't say what he passed up, but he did live to see two great grandchildren. So oh, awesome! Okay, good for him. Uh, also passed away today. Uh, pretty big name, Walter Davis, uh, mm -hmm. passed away. The age of sixty nine. Uh, went to University of North Carolina, seventy three to seventy seven. Was the first uh, fifth overall pick in nineteen seventy seven by the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Six-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA second team, the 78 Rookie of the Year. His number six is retired by the Phoenix Suns. Uh, 19, 000, just short of 20,000 points, 19,500 points. Uh, average 18.9 uh, points a game. A member of the 76th um, gold medal winning team in Montreal. Um, also the uncle of Hubert Davis, uh, who went to North Carolina and played in the NBA for a while. He does this on another team, possibly, because Phoenix wasn't that well received back then. Well, Phoenix right. uh, when Davis was there. So uh, considered by a lot of, of basketball Hall of Fame snub. Ranked 13 on my last list. Yep. So pretty uh, 
Yeah, a very, very good player. Um, I know if he's having to get in. So he played uh, 77 to 88 with the Suns, 88 to 91 with the Nuggets, 91 was the Trailblazers, they went back to the Nuggets, uh, finishing up in the 92 season. So, but yeah, he passed away at the age of uh, 69. I don't see from what. Um, yeah, I couldn't yeah. find that he, today either. I didn't say. He just passed in there. Yeah. So, and he's in the team ring of honor there in uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. As he should. Of course, of course, the biggest name who passed away this week and one of the most polarizing figures, even in death, in the history of sports of my lifetime. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bob Knight passed away at the age of 83. Yeah. Uh, polarizing, that's putting it mildly. So, like, I remember you knew more about his controversies than anything he accomplished on the court, which mm-hmm. was a hell of a lot. Three titles. The yeah. last undefeated team to win a title. Yep, uh, 70, in 76. Uh, also, he was, uh, he's was he got a gold medal, too, because uh, he coached uh, the 1984 team in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know this uh, until I read this today, that he first became a head coach at 24. Uh, mm-hmm. He was doing that for Army. Uh, but yeah, Indiana, he pretty much was Indiana basketball for a long time. And I, I think uh, from what I read, he never really had, I think other than Isaiah Thompson, I mean, he never had a superstar playing for him at Indiana. You know, I mean, the, the second person you think of is Kurt Benson, probably. Yeah, I didn't even think of him. So, Indiana, so like, well, he, he, no, I'm, sorry, I'm just saying that he's being honored at the Indiana Sports Hall of Fame coming up just here. There you go. Yeah, which we might be going to. So, there you go. Yeah, so it, it's. I mean, he said some awful things, uh, like the worst of which was, I mean, he tried to use it as a metaphor, but you probably already know that. I, I don't want to speak so ill of him and dead, but you always have to sort of like paint the whole picture of it. I mean, he once d- d- did a metaphor, I think it was an interview with was Connie Chung, I don't know, uh, where he said like, you know, like, uh, you know, if, if things are, he was trying to say like, if things are inevitable, you just sort of like have to just sit back and just deal with it. And he used a rape analogy. You're being raped. Well, you might as well just sit that lie back and enjoy it. Yeah, he didn't quite mean it that way from the sentence that sort of came after, but tactless wonder. Uh, they, 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 when they finally did get rid of him at Indiana, he was on a, a zero tolerance policy, and Indiana wasn't the same club anymore. So, what they eventually did sort of sack him for was pretty minor, comparative, comparatively speaking. I know, but you, he got a lot of results. He was one hell of a coach and did so with maybe not the best talent out, out there. He just, th- this was my, his philosophy and it worked until it didn't. You know, when I, I, I think when it became more of a, a night obviously would not work in this era. I'm amazed he still was able to just sort of do that in the 2000s at Texas Tech, but mm-hmm. multi-time coach of the year, uh, I don't know how many Big Ten titles. And that's one hell of a hard champ or a conference to win in basketball. Uh, 11. 11, okay. So 11 regular season titles, five Final Four appearances, three titles. You've got to give him his, his due. Uh, but yeah, there, there was a lot of very... I mean, I mean, still the first thing most people think of him is throwing the chair. 
right? Yep. Or, or, or I mean, you saw the Connie, the Connie Chung interview, co- uh, choking a player. Um, yep. The uh, the game face. What's the game face? <laughs> bringing a whip. What? Br- bringing a whip to practice. Or bring a whip to practice. Also the uh, the uh, the one when my time on earth is when I, my life is over, my time on earth is past. I hope they bury me up uh, upside down so my critics can kiss my ass. Like that's that's Bobby Knight. He he was a incredible coach and meant by most accounts a crap human being. Yeah, you think I got no filter? No, he had no filter. Yeah, no zero. Uh, but yeah, no, and that and that's fair. Uh, he is he. It will be again a nominee for the coach coaches section and should be. Yeah, get, spoiler alert: he was not one of the coaches. He was not one of the. Yeah, I guess I sort of wrecked that one, but oh well. That's all right. That's right, guys. There's only 129 more to choose from. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Where, where, did he, where did he finish our list? Hold on. I don't have that in front of me, so I'll let you. I, I do have it in front of me. Okay. He finished tied for 27th. Not bad. A few people. Uh, It's a fairly common one. John Chaney, Chuck Daly, Tom Flores, Joe Gibbs, and John McGraw. Mm -hmm. So he gave a bunch of people who didn't make it, but all of them very good. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, so there's a, a lot of complex emotions in the Hoosier State right now, I'm sure. Yeah, very much so. All right, so I guess with that, uh, then we go to Elevator Up, Elevator Down, where I look at the last week, or last two weeks in this case, and who made a better Hall of Fame case and who didn't. Elevator Up, Elevator Down. Uh, Whenever you have a championship, this usually is very simple. Uh, So the Texas Rangers, congratulations to them winning their first uh, World Series. Uh, Two people sort of stand out. Uh, I'll give an honorable mention to Adolis Garcia. And another honorable mention to Kyle Schwarber, not Kyle Schwarber, uh, uh, Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper, who was fantastic in the playoffs. Uh, and I, I, I take back a few things I said about him. Uh, but Corey Seager was named uh, the World Series MVP uh, for the second time. The other three people who have done that were all are all Hall of Famers. I'm blanking on who they are. I just remember one Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax, Reggie Jackson, and yeah, oh, I saw this today. I can't remember who the other one is. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Keep talking. I'll get yeah. the other one. But yeah, uh, but they they were all uh, Hall of Famers. Uh, the other one too is Bruce Bob uh, Gibson. I should remember Bob, Bob Gibson. Okay, great, Bob Gibson. Uh, the other one and, is also, go ahead. I was going to say uh, Reggie Jackson and Corey Seager are the only position players. And also the only ones to win with two separate teams. Koufax was always with the Dodgers, Gibson mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. Jackson won once with the A's, once with the Yankees. And Seager once with the yeah. Dodgers and once with the, uh, the Rangers. So, it's, sorry, continue. No, it's okay. Uh, Seager's still got a lot more work to do. Uh, d- doesn't even qualify yet because he hasn't met the 10 years. But this is a huge thing for him. We'll see what that does for him down the road. Uh, the other one, obviously, is the manager, Bruce ba- uh I never pronounce his name right. Bochy. Bochy's. Yeah, uh, so he's now joined another elite group for World Series rings because he was the one who, who helmed uh, the Giants to their 2010, 2012, 2014. 
four World Series rings. And he did that on a team. Texas was a very interesting team. I mean, they ran out of the gate fast, uh, then almost fell out of the playoffs, limped into it, uh, giving up their uh, division lead, were dropped to a wild card, uh, lost uh, their their the hired gun early in the year, but uh, through a lot of uh, great dealing, like, like he made he made it all work. No manager with four World Series is not getting into the the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's just yeah, not. And, and he, with Dusty Baker retiring, he is now going to be number one in active mm-hmm. coach coaching wins. Um, yeah. Here's a favorite question for you. Sure. Can you name? There are one, two, three, four. Five, six managers, if I'm reading this correctly, who have at least four World Series titles. Uh, one is Rochi. Can you name the others? Jeroche? Uh, Leo de Rocher is one. Okay. Sorry, it's, it's the French in me. Yeah, I got it. Yep. Uh, Stengel. Casey Stengel's got seven. Does Connie Mack? Uh, no, he only has, Mac has five. He's five? Okay. Oh, that's right. They went they went back to uh, I'm sorry, no, you said DeRocher. DeRocher's not. I'm sorry, I meant Brad Light. All right, so So Stenny's got seven, Connie Mack has five, Hoshi right. is four. I should I should be able to do this. Think mm. much more recent. Much more recent. Yeah, in the Hall of Fame, still alive. It's not Bobby Cox. It's not Tony LaRusso. The other one. The other one who's inducted with Bobby oh, Cox. Oh, Joe Torrey. That's right, with the Yankees. Joe Torrey. Yeah, yeah. Joe Torrey with the Yankees. Uh, who was uh, who with the Yankees in the 60s? We got two left. So Both of them are very dead. They're very dead. Okay. And one one has a 615 winning percentage and one has a 486 winning percentage. Walter Alston didn't do it. Uh, I do not believe so. No. Uh, yeah. What a Yankee! Why am I? Why can't I even remember any of these? I don't remember. I'm sorry. I take it back. Walter Olson did do it. I can't remember. He has four. Oh, so okay. yeah. So you said. So you have Stengel, Alston, mm-hmm. uh, Tory, Bochi, and uh, Connie mm-hmm. Mack, right? Yeah. All right. So who am I missing? So there's one. One to go. Seven World Series. Six fifteen winning percentage. Gotta be Yankee, but I am blanking on it. I can see his face, but I can't. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, Joe McCarthy. I was not. That wasn't who I was thinking. Okay, never Back mind. In the day. But yeah, so Boshi's okay. Boshi's got over two thousand wins and four World Series. He's uh he's going to be there. So I think so. Huh? Uh, Dusty's getting it too. By the way, Dusty's seventh in the all-time wins list. Oh yeah, uh, any any show. Any show. If, Dusty went one more season. He passed Sparky Anderson for six. Two. He's uh he's what? Uh, not even. He didn't have to have season. He's eleven wins behind Sparky Anderson. So. And Sparky had three. Yeah, Sparky has three. Hmm. So. Anyway. Well, elevated. Right, and by the way, I, hmm? sorry, that wasn't the trip for your question I was going to ask. By the way, I'll ask you the other one later. So. Right. So uh, who is the last elevator? I, I interrupted you. Oh, it's a, it's an elevator down, and I don't really want to talk about it, but you kind of have to. Speaking of Shaft, it's Dwight Howard. 
Oh, boy. Okay. Dwight has not had a very good last two weeks. Uh, I think I speak for a lot of people when nobody gives a shit whether he's gay or bi or whatever. Anyone really care? There's been rumors about him for years. Now it's not a rumor. It's pretty much fact based on what's sort of been leaked. So, and Dwight isn't denying it at this point like he has in the past. Dwight's got some interesting kinks, let's just say. Uh, he likes feminine-looking men. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but the, with all this sort of came up, most people are sort of like cracking jokes a bit. I did too a bit. It's, a, it's an interesting visual. I, I can't picture the six foot 11, 300 pound guy who like, but whatever. Yeah. What's sort of getting, not getting enough play is why this came out is because he's being sued for sexual assault. Oh, that I didn't realize. Yeah, that's why, I, oh, you did? Okay, so that's that's why this came out. Mm. Or, see, so this, what happened in 2021 in Atlanta, I guess when he was, no, I don't know he's got a home there. So I don't know how this came out. Oh, I guess I do. Radar Online uh, published, uh, I guess, some, something that sort of came out in, de in, de in depositions where mm -hmm. Dwight solicited somebody on Instagram. Now, this isn't the first time that sort of he, this stuff has been happening. Should be mentioned in 2018. Somebody also accused him of this, or not necessarily of sexual assault, but I mean, just exposed that they had a relationship. And, but he was being, that person who, who did that was being harassed by Dwight's people and threatened. Now, anyway, fast forward to 2021. So Dwight solicits this one person. When that person gets to his house, <laughs> he's got, uh, he introduces another person there who was okay. uh, another man dressed as a woman. According to, well, not according, I mean, according to the whole deposition, again, with, with everything. And Dwight's defense is, why do you all care what's going on in my bedroom? Why do you care? Which is, I don't know, there's a lot of Kevin Spacey vibes coming out of this, but whatever. Uh, this person... Then Dwight's okay. Look, well, we're going to do a threesome, and the person that who who, who he brought over to his house said, "Yeah, I don't think so." According to what now, everything up to this point is not up for debate based on what we've what we've seen on the de on the deposition from everything. What might be a, a, up for debate is what whether Dwight forced him to give him oral. Mm, okay. So here you have Dwight Howard, somebody who was snubbed for the 75th anniversary team. Agreed. Uh, I, I don't know how, I, I, when it's also done, Anthony Davis might be the better player, but Anthony Davis should not have been there over Dwight Howard. Agreed. So you have somebody who's not necessarily well liked by his peers. Also what was making the rounds too was another incident of uh, who was he playing for? Playing for Houston. He was, uh, I guess, a scratch or he was injured that game. So he comes up after an interview and then just grabs his, his uh, teammates' uh, junk as he's sitting down. Which, who does that? Charles Haley. 
Okay, well, who else does that? I should have worded it differently. Uh, but it, it was it was a weird thing. And then it's like Kwame Brown, who is now my my favorite, not my favorite, but he's up he's up there. I, I just hey, listen, Kwame's got a show. He and Kwame yeah. will care. I mean, he yeah. calls it Kwame Brown's bust life. Okay. No, I mean, he's if he's not sort of he's he's just sort of breaking down. Like it, it's kind of weird that because the guy he did it to, uh, I forget his name. It doesn't matter. It was like a no, I don't even think he still plays anymore. Uh, just didn't even react. It's like oh, it's just Dwight being Dwight, mm. which is weird in itself. But so we have a guy here who isn't necessarily well liked around the league. Doesn't go, which he's not. Right. We don't know who the voters are. Mm. So you can assume that maybe there are a lot of former players and they probably don't like him either. Mm. The most beloved man in the last 20 years, what, right or wrong, is Kobe. Kobe didn't like him. Mm -hmm. Now you can't even say, well, you, you can't even get sort of like the, the far left people to sort of like say, hey, look at this guy. He's a proud member of the LGBT community, which he's not because he doesn't even acknowledge it. And two, right. it's sexual assault. You can't get behind right. this guy. Yeah. Well, I guess you right. can, but that's another story. Sorry, it was there. Right. Yeah. Dwight Howard is in serious trouble for the Hall. And he's handling it this so badly. Yeah. I, I, I don't know... Just right now, just like stay off social media because everything you're doing is dumb. And not helping. And not helping. And like, this is just, it's weird to watch this play out. He will never play in the NBA again. And he still should be. He's still big enough. He's still in shape enough that he could be a decent player off the bench. But nobody I mean, wants. Uh, Grizzlies can probably use him about now. They did assign Vince Mac Biombo for God's sakes. Did they really? I missed that. Yeah. Well, because Stephen Adams is out for the air. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The Memphis. My God. What a. Yeah, that that's a that's a sad. Thing. Silky Johnson comes to mind. So. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that that's my elevator up, elevator down. It's just like Dwight, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, I mean, it, people will forgive your kinks. People will not forgive you being a sexual abuser. Nor should Got they. It. All right, here's my here's the trivia question before we get in the last part that I had for All right. you. Yeah, go ahead. Rangers have won the World Series. Mm -hmm. okay. Who now alone has the longest? existence of their franchise without winning a championship in just baseball in all sports or the four major sports all right let's see they have the, they have the six longest drought but the longest for a team that's never won let's see the padres never won but i, I figure there's got to be some somebody older than the padres padres are 55 years so they're significantly behind the padres right now they're tied with uh with four other franchises in 55 years who have never won. Okay. The Hawks did win one. So that's not yep. bad. 65 years for the Hawks. Yeah. But we're, we're talking one that's in their, ex their entire existence. 
Correct. But the Hawks have the fourth longest drought in professional sports, right? Well, the Angels won in 2002, so it's not long. You're not even on the list there. I lost. For I have the people, I have all the franchises that got at least 40 years. Okay. Without winning. All right, let's see. Which includes the Orioles, Islanders, and 76ers, who all won in 83. Yeah. Let's see. So 60, well, it can't be hockey because. Nope, it's not hockey. It's not, uh, yeah. All the original six teams won. All right. So basketball, yeah. they all won something in the 50s. Those teams. It can't be hockey. Longest start in hockey is the Maple Leafs in 56 years. Right. But, so but in terms of like a team that's never won anything. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying they're longer. The longest. Well, the longest, I think, drought is, is the Guardians, but but that's not the question. Correct. Well, no, the long they uh, they're tied for longest with the Arizona Cardinals. Oh crap! Okay, yeah. Both of them have gone seventy five years about winning a championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so long ago, the Arizona Cardinals were in Chicago when they. Or, so, but this is like a so a team that would have been what a franchise created in the fifties. Franchise is sixty one. Sixty one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Who was 61? Angels were 61. That's not it. Cold 45 to the Astros. That's not it. Second incarnation of Washington? No, that can't be it either because that's Texas. So that's not it either. No. I'll give you here's another hint for them. Right. They have the second long, short, they have the second longest drought in their division. I mean, it's another team in their division that has a longer drought than they do. It's not one of the teams we've mentioned. Only five teams have a longer drought. The Cardinals, the Guardians, the Hawks, the Sacramento Kings, who have won, but they're 72 years out. It can't and be the Clippers. When? when did they become a franchise? In the 70s. Who? The Clippers. Uh, Clippers are 53 years. Okay. Mariners were 76, so that's not them. And everyone in the Mariners division has won during my lifetime. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. I'm stumped. I shouldn't be, but I am. So the team in their division is the Detroit Lions, who have a longer drought than they do. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings have 62 years. They're the longest existing franchise without a championship now. Well, is that technically true? Because they did win the last NFL championship. Hmm. I guess that is technically true. So then the Atlanta Falcons are the longest without a championship. Because <laughs> you can't go with the Buffalo Bills either. Two-time AFL champs. Yeah, because the, the Buffalo Bills are also on this list. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it's the Vikings have won in 62 years. The Falcons technically at 57 years. Oh, there, there you go. I uh, stumped the quiz master. So, the Falcons and then the Chargers, but the Chargers also won an AFL championship. So, okay. Anyway. Well, that didn't go as well as we thought, huh? No, never mind. <laughs> you know what? It's going as well as we planned, though. No, no, it never does. Uh, so, yeah, said, I, you know, do you, I was trying to segue. You know what is going as well as we planned, though? Oh well, I believe uh, it's it's the United States Athletics Hall of Fame that we're really excited about. 
Yeah, so I'm going to skip my section again one more time. Mm -hmm. uh, although I do want to give mad props to Saarbrücken in Division Three Germany, who beat Bayern Munich yesterday in the German uh, version of the FA Cup. Two to one. A goal in the 96th minute by their 34-year-old uh, midfielder. Absolute wonderful play, strike, and destroyed Bayern Munich. Uh, and the curse of Harry Kane lives on. Harry Kane has never won a trophy and is eliminated from another championship. He left England to join Bayern Munich. You know, I, I, I think that should be sort of like uh, the, only, the only successful Kane. I mean, we got Patrick Kane. He's done very well. But uh, every other Kane, except for well, I don't even know where's the wrestler Kane. Never mind. I was going to take a shot, a shot on the Vander Kane. Yeah. Andy Kane's have done pretty well. Charlie Chaplin's Kane was cool. Uh, Kane from the Bible, not as good. The Lorenzo Lorenzo Kane won a championship with the Royals, right? Yes, he did. So I just think it's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, so going uh, so that was the one thing I want to say, but our our Hall of Fame, uh, like I said, we have we have making the announcement live on Wednesday of next week at uh, seven central. Uh, seven Eastern. Seven Eastern. So six yeah. central. Yeah. Where we both play. We both play central. Um so it'll be six o'clock on Wednesday. It'll be you and me. Is there anyone else joining us? Uh there'll be a few people. We're still sort of like uh, sorting that out. Uh uh uh, us obviously for sure uh we already we're right now the only two well i guess ted knows our webmaster knows the results of everything uh right. but yeah we're going to be doing our countdown for that uh it's again again we this could not have happened with all of you we think this is going to get bigger and bigger as we go uh and a lot of this has been a learning experience for us both very uh, much so you know tr trying to trying to make this work and we don't have a problem sort of showing the warts as this goes on you know, and yeah. we're, what we're going to do when, when he says countdown over the next few days, we're going to release um, uh, counting down. He's going to count down from 130 on the mm -hmm. uh, athlete side uh, to 50. I'm going to count down from 130 on the coach's side to 50. And if I can manage to do it, I'll count down from 100 to 50 on the contributor side as well mm -hmm. over the next week or so. Um, so you'll have an idea who the top 50 were in each. I know we gave a little bit more away on the coach's side with Bob Knight passing away, uh, but I don't think anyone's particularly surprised that none of those folks were in the top six for coaches. No, no, it, it'll be sort of interesting. We're we're also like putting together another group to sort of come up with the new nominees. Ideally, what we want to see is maybe by mid-December, then the ballot comes back out again. Yeah. And then we'll just do this for another year and then uh, annually honor uh, Evan's dad. November 1st. There we go. Yeah, he would have been 95. So, mm -hmm. earlier. But um, yeah, so uh, I do have a great job voting, though, honestly, guys. Like I said, there's only one person. There are two people I'm a little surprised to hear. One, I'm significantly surprised. Second one, I'm only mildly. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that any of the athletes, well, one, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm not surprised that she is here, but I was worried she wasn't going to make it. Uh, but I have no quibble with the six coaches and uh, four of the six um, four of the six contributors I expected to be here. One I'm not surprised is here, and the other one I'm pretty surprised is here. So, 
but yeah the other thing too we're gonna actually do two live shows in a row uh the day before we are doing the not in hall of fame semi-finalist show so basically with the whole not in hall of fame crew we're gonna get together and we're gonna name our semi-finalists uh so mm -hmm. look for that the day before and then there's the cancel pool i have three live shows this month right yeah there you go got to get got to get your uh your skincare regimen going no <laughs> words and all buddy words and all aqua velva man over there mm. yeah, i don't even shave for this one so <laughs> I I shave. it's just great shit coming out here but oh such is life uh there'll be a lot of other more shows coming up out in the in the Bucknerverse. look for all of that love we've got so much more stuff coming uh my god uh the plate be full let's just say yeah there's a lot going on absolutely all right so with that where we are where we may be stay safe make it a great day because it ain't coming again see ya take care guys <laughs>